Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton. And with me, as always, is our much-missed mistress of Metcons, Bethany McChesney, <laughs> who did not make RX1 with us because she was doing, like, real life. Yeah, a bunch of real-life stuff this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I had major FOMO this weekend. There was the Ottawa Spartan, which I had planned to be at, and then which was kind of the toss-up between that and the RX1 finale. Um yeah, either one I would have enjoyed. Could have done both. Well, and originally I thought about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still, it would have been possible. But then you're going for the shorter race in the, like the sprint, which isn't. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, look, Calibo, I, I, I'm honest, I've never been, but it always looks really beautiful. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say it's their favorite course. I've also never been to Calabogie. It just, it's like every year I plan to go and then something always comes up that weekend. So, well, and like we just had uh, Leslie Huffman on and she was there. I think she actually got a podium. So, congrats, Leslie. Way to go. Yes, the trail race. Um, yeah, in the trail race. And um, that was really cool. So, but she, she said that, you know, it was a big race on her schedule too. She really looked forward to it. And now I think it is geographically pretty good for her. Mm-hmm. not next yeah. door but geographically pretty good um yeah. so you know that makes sense but um yeah every time i see it, it looks beautiful and it has the most beautiful dunk wall in spartan yeah the yeah. only dunk wall i've ever wanted to do <laughs> yeah because it's in clear water <laughs> dunk walls are trash they're just always mucky yuck gross <laughs> fests of whatever and sometimes they just get worse and worse and worse but that one always looks kind of cool yeah and it should, yeah, it should have a little. So I think it was great. Um, I think it was Samuel Lee Bear ended up pretty much dominating again. Yeah. And, and then a new girl on the scene. Who's that? Um. So I just started following her. I don't know her name, but she is. It looks like um she's a runner and also like a ninja girl. Like maybe trains with Sam because there's and that's just based on her Instagram, which there's very little. But yeah, uh she looks like the real deal. It would have been fun to race her, but yeah, I've never I haven't heard of her before. And so she beat out um uh Elise Hewitt. So it's like a, like your juice is flowing. You're like, hey now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun to see new people, um, yeah, especially blue. in the elite women's <laughs> side. So, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, it's cool. good. No, hopefully she does make it to blue because, I mean, we in the women's field, I mean, we talked about it last week, needs new blood and yeah. lots of it. Especially and, in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then the spots are open, like, just jump in and go. We talked about it so much last one, but it, it looks, I got to get out to Calabogie. I'm going to try to make it a priority for next year. Yeah, do it. Even if I just do my sprint, and um, I did notice the sprint in my age group. Uh, my buddy from out in uh, Quebec, Pat, there, who I've competed against a couple times in Ninja and Spartan, he won my age group. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, Pat, come for you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I have her name. It's it's Beatrice Moyen Silvestre. Wow, That's yeah, a so she's a rock climber too. So look out. <laughs> well if she's a rock climber a good runner and she's training with sam you got your work cut out for you <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah you, you you might you might have to uh to, to really get solid on those obstacles again 
Yeah. When's the last time well, you trained obstacles? Pardon? When's the last time you trained obstacles? Um, today, because I had a kid's class. <laughs> <laughs> it's not training obstacles. That's running a class. Okay. I swung on the rings a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I really don't train obstacles right now. I have been slacking on all of it, even like my classic grip and pull up stuff. And um, I got, got back into it. I'm like, okay, I got to get back into it. And I have lost a little, but not a ton, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of given myself some goals where I'm going to get back at it and I'm going to attempt to increase my max weighted pull up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, my, my, <laughs> my PR is, is hundred pounds. So pull up with hundred pounds. So, so I'm going to try to up that. I want to shoot for 50 kilos, right? So it's just over hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. so we'll see how that goes. And just to keep back at it, I you know, firm believer grip strength and pull ups are really good for you and ignored and it's good for posture even your core strength everything i think it's all yeah dwindling. well i do i do always do that i just don't do pure obstacle stuff and i do find the only thing that lacks when you don't is just uh like your actual hand grip strength but i find even with hybrid racing um you still maintain so much upper body and i, I mean if all i'm racing is spartan i don't find you need a ton of grip anyways. So it's just kind of, uh, to me, if I'm going to focus on anything, it's going to be running in strength. And then if I'm just racing Spartan, it's usually pretty fine. So we'll talk about this later on with our guests, but um, you want to talk about grip strength. So, and this is going to be all over. So I watched the obstacles on grit games. Yeah. And my first thought was one, I, I liked the little course they built. That was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I would like to try it myself. But when it's a hundred degrees out, let the freaking people wear gloves. Yeah, so it's a rule I heard that you can't wear gloves in the grit games. And what I get it. It's grit, yay, it's tough. What's the freaking point? Well, and like some of the hand tearing was really bad. Um, like just full palms, like just completely exposed. And what it did was I thought, I think it took a course that could have provided some really fast, exciting runs and turned it into, you know, uh, like a bit of a train wreck. Yeah. You know, I think um, you had three guys get through and one woman. Only Chris Roglowski got through it. I think only Chris Roglowski got through it. And actually, I think Carly Wolpat was next and she missed one, I think. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I, I just saw Chris's run, but I didn't realize other girls didn't get through it. Yeah, and then the, like, the, so Twister and Monkey Bars, the bars were even black, which is just, like, adding insult. To well, I've said, it, I've said it for years, and I learned it way back at, um was a dead-end race. I can't remember the year, but it was a dead-end race, and it was on this mountain. And Platinum Rig came and set up the world's longest rig. And I had it, it was scalding hot. And I had a chance to be the first person to ever complete the world's longest rig. And I got to the last part, which was just rings. And so coming off the monkey bar onto the rings, um, just came off and both hands, like it was like, it just peeled the skin off my hands. Yeah. I had like tears all over the place on both hands. And I, I, I couldn't get through it. And I'm like, one, I could have wore gloves on that one. And I had them in my bag. And I'm like, I don't know why I didn't put them on because I'm a moron. But um, again, if I had wore gloves, it would have been a great run. 
if you had let the people wear gloves at the grit games, you would have had a lot of people finish and it would have been more about time and it would have been more of a race and more exciting, I think, more than just, you know, watching people tear their hands early on and decide what to skip and what not to skip. And yeah, I mean, you can call it strategy all you want. It was just, it took away from, from a pretty good event. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I really did enjoy the events actually. Like it was a really good, good choice of events. Nothing was like crazy long, like just really good tests. Well, when did you like, like I, I liked, I was the same and I thought it was a very much a hybrid event. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you got a lot of different different looks, different things. But they've been doing this for five years now, I think. And so yeah. they they keep getting better and better and better. And it it was good. I did feel bad for OCR Report because they had a lot of issues with um, overheating phones, um, causing issues with the coverage. And I get that that could be a real issue and something you probably don't even think about beforehand. It's like, how do I keep the phone cool? To um. I don't know if you've ever had your phone overheat. It just shuts off. It just says enough. I'm I'm done for the day. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't I didn't hear about that. Maybe next year they'll just have to like bring out more umbrellas or something for the. And maybe next year it won't won't quite be so hot. Although this time of year in South Texas, I don't know South Texas, but Texas, it's it's warm. Yeah, not, it probably not, just is. Not like in December. We'll be all right in <laughs> December, and it will be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. This weekend, like we said in the beginning, you were much missed because I did do RX1, the finale. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of weather, it was all over the map. Mm-hmm. Like we started out in the morning and it was overcast, which was really nice to run in and, and, and do. And then it got really, really hot. And then come awards, it downpoured. <laughs> it was just, I need, so I got, I got second. I dropped down to intermediate. And I got second and I, I didn't even stick around for my award. I'm like, this is just, no, it's pouring rain. And then I'm like, ah, I, I'm a, I'm a, I can't, we, you know, it was too much. I, it, <laughs> they had, they brought a tent over the little podium and then they had like everybody else just crammed under, you know, people brought all their, their 10 by 10 canopies together, yeah. kind of crowded into there. And it was, but yeah, it was lightning, thunder, the whole deal. But mm-hmm. um, the race itself was pretty good. Um, I think you would have liked this one. I enjoyed it. Um, I started out started out with burpees right off the hop, which was kind of interesting. So no run. Yeah. Or it was Burpee broad jumps. Yeah. For almost 100 meters. Oh, wow. And then but they, it, I saw them, though. They <laughs> could totally fall forward. Let's fall forward. They dive. Like, well, okay. I did see some videos of guys like sliding their bodies forward. Yeah. And I guess so. It looks pretty silly. Uh But But you're allowed? Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of their way around not worrying about that kickback form and everything. And I don't know that I totally agree with it. I think that you could do the fall forward without the swan dive. Because I mean, I saw a couple of guys. Like not only diving forward, but would dive forward with their hands out in front of their shoulders and then push to slide along the ground. And like one, that's gotta hurt. And two, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I do know how I feel about it. I don't like it. But yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I I'm not sure exactly how I would make the rule so that you didn't do that. I would have to think about how to write it up. So I understand why they allow it. 
Um, yeah, but don't massacre the movement. No, and that said, I think 90% of the people I saw do it paid the price because much like uh, doing jumping lunges in DECA, right off the hop, it burns you out pretty fast. And uh-huh. most of them paid the price for it. Um, so yeah, there was that. Then you're off to a 1.2K run, which um, was just kind of around a park and back in on the other side of the venue. Really nice venue, another college. Uh, into, uh, I'm thinking again, it was about 50, 50 meters of walking lunges with dumbbell. And then you get to the end and run back, drop the dumbbell, go back on a run, go back around to another sled pull. Sled, sorry, and the sled pull again was one where you had to anchor your feet and then pull, walk backwards, anchor your feet and then pull. Um, a bit difficult to judge, and and I think that might be a, a bit of a theme with this one. I thought the race was good, but they're judging issues for sure. Um, so that one's a bit difficult to judge, and but still a, a good and then off on your last run, and then into the final, you know, rig section, did some some barbell work, which was all fine. Um, except again, and I love RX one, right? I don't want to come down on it, but this one had a lot of judging issues. I did see some people. So the movement was um, essentially, depending on whether you were expert and pro or intermediate below, intermediate below was uh, ground to overhead, then hang to overhead, right? So, and then if you were expert or a pro, it was um, snatch and then hang snatch. Um, what I did see was some people doing ground to overhead and then shoulder to overhead and being allowed to do that. And I don't know, like I said, it's a very distinct, different movement. Yeah. I think maybe some of the judges weren't um, completely versed in it or didn't know or whatever. So I did see that happen. Um, What else do we have after that? We had that. Then we had some, some wall balls, which were most part what I saw wall balls are pretty good. Actually, if anything, I said the wall balls were very strict which was a good thing across the board. Like my judge, I got four, four, no reps on the wall balls and 30, 30 wall balls. I got four, no reps. Wow. Uh, one. Cause uh, I, you know, didn't the, my rep caught the ball and just let it drop after I caught it. And they no rep it. Cause Oh no, you got to set it down. If you're going to set it down. All right, cool. They're nice. big about the no dropping anything. Right. Yep. yep. And, and that was cool. That was a rule. And uh, I just didn't read it or whatever. So whatever, and no reps I got, I deserved by the rules, by their standards. So, um, and then the other ones were, so we had a 10 foot target and I would hit the target and he's like, no, you got to hit like above the midpoint. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. But why don't we just put the target exactly where I need to hit it? And then I just hit the target rather than yeah. judging if I'm at the middle or above or below. Yeah. I never understood that one. That'd be it's like when someone sells a house and asks for a price, you offer them that price. And then they say, no, I want more. Well, ask for more. <laughs> yeah. So put the target where you want me to hit and I'll hit the target. Anyway. Yeah. But again, he was doing his job. So he did good there. Um, we did that. Then what else do we have? We had some, some demos, which I thought were a little light for what it was for the group. Um, we had 35 for intermediate, um, which was a hang, hang snatch to shoulder to overhead. And then switch to the side. It was, it was it was light for me I, and even some of the other people talked to me, i think that one was a bit light that's a movement i would like them to jack the weight on quite frankly because that helps me i love that, <laughs> yeah. that that move but um yeah so that was good um what else was there we had some oh uh 
dead ball squats, right? So clean a dead ball on your shoulder, put squats. I like those. I really like that move. And again, judged well. I thought uh, the judges did a really good job making sure people got down below player LL. And we all know that the squats is often an issue in judging. And I thought they did really well there. Um, there was box jumps. Box jumps, yeah. Uh, or step ups. Um, okay. Again, really, really stringent on the full extension. Which, At the top. Yeah, which if you're going to make it a rule, be stringent. That's great. Um, to the point where actually, you know, we had a little comedic post from Riley where she was very much overextending and overacting. Mm-hmm. But that was fun. Um, we had a hand release push-ups. Seemed fine as well. Um, what was the other one? Oh, um, so this is the first time I've ever done knees to chest instead of toes to bar. Mm-hmm. And did them on the rings. And oh my God, see, they were easier on the rings. Yes, it is. Yeah. So much easier on the rings. I'm like, I got to play on these rings more often. This is. Yeah. That, and then we finished up with a, uh, uh, a clean to hang clean at the end. So it was a decent race. It was all a lot of fun. Um, I screwed up. I, I did the mental error. So I forgot there was multiple waves. Right. So I'm at the end and I'm I'm winning my wave by, you know, anywhere between five to 10 reps, depending on what part you're at. Mm-hmm. And, but once we came in off that last run, I was, I wasn't, I was tied with a guy when we came off the last run that I knew I would get through the stations faster. And, um, and I did. And once I built the lead, I just kind of managed the gap mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, I took my foot off the gas and just managed the gap. I'm like, okay, I, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then right at the end, uh, uh, you know, Sebastian Corbet, he's on the mic. He's like, oh, Dave Claxton. And then I'm, you know, I kind of took my time on the on the last barbell movement. And just as I'm finishing, he's like, he's like, you got to move. There's another heat. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up, I think I ended up getting second by like 40 seconds or something like uh, that. Yeah. So um but you're a good guy he was a good guy and he's a he's 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 a good strong racer and um actually he and i he was the guy that i beat in our first race of the year um in gatineau so okay good for him he got his revenge i'm happy for him he was a (laughs) nice dude he came over and talked to me after it was great yeah so it was good it was a good finale um other than the weather at the end there i kind of felt bad for them because they they had tons of trophies to give out and people were very excited and it just and it's kind of a hang around and celebrate kind of atmosphere so and it was not a little rain it was like (laughs) buckets of rain Mm -hmm. so like it was the point where we were kind of standing on a picnic table under the umbrella and you were still getting wet (laughs) so yeah it was typical rx1 it was it was a lot of fun it was a good race it was one thing i thought was really good was so we were running on the road or not on the road but on the sidewalk Mm-hmm. and then through a park and it was super well marked like you couldn't screw it up and then anywhere where you could screw it up they had a volunteer pointing you in the right direction so i thought mm-hmm. that was good um yeah yeah i i don't aside from the judging and i don't know what you do like i don't know how you clean it up i personally think so is it do you pick different movements that are easier to judge or do you somehow try to find find more judges or train your judges better like how do you fix it or yeah and like uh they have paid judges to some of them 
Yeah, so I, I think they're doing what they can. And I don't know if they kind of take their, like, most trained judges and they keep them, let them do the later shifts with the pros or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But I, I do think they're trying to correct things as best they can. And they do a really good job of creating such varied races every time. So, and that's what people love about RX one. And that's what I really like about RX one is the race is always different. So I think if you're going to start trying to simplify movements just for the sake of judging, it's, you're going to kind of lose like mm. the fun of the RX one thing with always having variants. So I don't know. I, I think what I thought was interesting was the one that I did where I accidentally carried extra weight Mm-hmm. Um, is like, why wasn't there like even a chart or something when you came up to it or the judge had one? Cause then when I questioned them on it, they were like, I don't know. So then <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I can't carry less. And there was nobody ahead of me to see what they were doing. So, yeah. but, so it's like, I don't know if maybe like every judge has very specific chart or something about when you're here and this is the level, this is what they do. Um, I don't know, maybe just small things like that might help it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I was thinking about that too earlier when you said it with that chart is on the, I think on the rig, they should post like in certain sections, not just for us as athletes, but for the judges too, what is to be done in that section. Yeah. And I mean, we've said it a lot of times on obstacles too, in different obstacle races, post right on the obstacle for the volunteer, for the racers, so that if a question comes up, there's the answer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there, there was some times like we had um, where we were screaming like they're getting or they're getting our friend to do the wrong movement. Like that's not that's not what the right movement is. And the judge, you know, got defensive and said, "Hey, you know, I'm the judge. Listen to me. Listen to me." And we're like, "But you're wrong." Yeah, I know. You know? And and I get the judge as a referee. You got to do that, right? You got to. You got to be forceful. You got to be strong. He was right to get angry with us, <laughs> but he was wrong in the movement. And the head judge came over and they fixed it. But it's it's tough judging. And judging is hard. It's thankless. Thank you all for doing it, so that we can sit here and criticize. And we do it as well. So so criticize us. But yeah, it's it's tough and it's a tough thing to deal with. But they like you say they they do a pretty good job. Um. So is there room to Focus on DECA and still train for this. Oh yeah, know. absolutely. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta work on it. Like, cause there's certain move I wanna, I wanna race expert. I really do. I don't mm-hmm. like bouncing back and forth just because of like one movement. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, do I just bite the bullet and practice, mm-hmm. or do I just accept bouncing back and forth and focus on what I said I was gonna focus on? I don't know. It's. Well, I do think, unless there's a real risk to trying to get better at the movement that you struggle with, then I think you should practice it. Because I think, like, as with DECA, it's, um, the movements are very, very simple. But if you can, like, becoming a more well-rounded, stronger athlete, especially so you're identifying an area of weakness, like, Mm -hmm. that could help you then translate to being better at DECA also. But it's a stupid move. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't get it. I don't understand the benefit. So overhead snatches, overhead squats. So so yeah, so barbell snatches, overhead squats. I don't get it. I don't understand the benefit to it. I don't see why that movement is 
is is a good idea in any way. It seems to put so much strain on joints and an awkward position that I, I'm like, I can't see the benefit to it. Mm-hmm. And it is so skill oriented. It's not even really strength oriented. It's skill oriented. It is. Yeah. So please yeah. somebody explain to me why it's a good thing. That might help me. If I, someone could explain that it's a good reason, good thing because of this, that might help me. I might be better with it. Mm-hmm. It's a crowd pleaser though. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 Whatever. <laughs> yeah i think with the snatch it's just like that that position and holding it at different levels of your squat with mm-hmm. light weight and just kind of building the resiliency around the spine and the hips and the shoulders first and then kind of building into it because yeah. it is it is a pretty vulnerable position to just throw somebody into if you're not really working um in that position at all. That's the only reason I get nervous about it is I don't do a lot of them. Um, and I'm, I'm comfortable in the position, but I don't do when you're doing it at like higher weights and then trying to do it fast in a race, I get a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's just something you just progress really slowly with. And it would have been okay with this one if they had said ground to overhead. Right. That would have been fine yeah. for me but mm-hmm. they specified it must be a snatch yeah. for experts. So that I'm like, I tried it and I did it at home and I can do it, but I just wasn't comfortable with it. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. every time I see someone get injured on Instagram or bar, I'm like, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Especially that elbow popping in. Every time I watch like heavy snatches, like in CrossFit games or something where the athletes are already super fatigued. So add that on to a very vulnerable move. And then the elbow just tweaks in. I'm like, oh, every time, every time. How many people suffer from shoulder impingement to it, from it too, and all this. Mm-hmm. I'm still geeked about that higher, that CrossFit games. It was good. Oh. Keep going. Um, <laughs> I couldn't find any good coverage rallying the valley. I'm like, as far as like a YouTube video of all the thing, I know Matt was out there and did a bunch of Instagram stuff and that that's great. Um, but what I did see, and I'm going to compare the two events. So you had the great games and you had rallying the valley and they're both very cool events and had good lineups, like good quality racers. Yeah. But rallying the valley really seemed more like CrossFit. Yeah, I agree. Cause there was the range of tests were much more extreme. Like you have your your uh, like paddle boarding, and then you have max lifts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was realistically just a little too much, like CrossFit Games, to be not called CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, and it looked great. I mean, it was. I'm sure it was a great event, and Lauren Weeks ended up winning, and. I mean, we all love Lauren and Meg did great. And we all love Meg. So, I mean, yeah. you, you can't. Well, help. and I mean, Lauren probably, I don't know the all the entire group of women, but she's she came from a CrossFit background. So this yeah. is right up for Allie. Yeah, same with Katie Knight was there and she's a CrossFitter as well, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it was, you know, I would like to see the events. Um, it, it almost was like CrossFit met the military and kind of did a halfway thing. I need more information and to see more to really kind of decide if it was good. And I did listen to Meg Jacoby with Rich Ryan when they did a little podcast just uh, just this week. And Meg didn't make a big deal of it, but she did slip in there that she thought a lot of people were not doing full reps. And again, when it comes to judging. Uh... And just 
it is what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I do. Know. So I complain about this all the time and I do think it's avoidable. I do think it's, it's, it's in your choice of movements and you can have your thing where you want to either spend a ton of money and a ton of training on really, really good judges, or you can pick movements that are easy to judge and that make things fair. And that's kind of where I stand is some of these events need to walk before they run and maybe slow down. And instead of making this perfect workout that you want to make, make a good event first, get yourself your feet wet and then build up. And like you noticed at grit games, the movements were super simplistic and easy to judge. There was almost no judging. And it was really pretty much just keeping a clock. Yeah. Like even the burpees, they had to touch a target. Yeah. Yeah. And then the only thing I did say, and I didn't like this at first was because I thought people were cheating on that movement when they were, they were only, and I was actually Ryan Kent. I saw it first, just touching with his hips, but apparently, hip, yeah, it was a hips to ground, but apparently that was the standard. So that was okay. So sorry. I doubted you, Ryan. I apologize. Yeah. But, um, but I didn't like that standard. I would much rather see a full hand release burpee if you're going to do it in competition. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're sure people get down to the ground. But I did love the, they measured each person had an individual target to suit their height. Which yeah. I, I, I don't know why though it wasn't a little bit higher because it, it was actually just, uh, uh, they stood up and then their fingers hips touched. So you didn't actually have to jump. No, 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 no. You pretty much could touch it tiptoed or flat foot. Yeah. But yeah, you didn't have to come off the ground. That was, I mean, I guess that's where it's, they picked it's it. It's fine. It's the standard for everybody. I just thought it was kind of odd that it was so low that they didn't have to jump. I still think, I, I, I get that. I'm okay with that. I liked that part. I remember when I, did... I... I was looking at the rings, sorry, and it was like all the rings and then Carly's <laughs> ring was like a yeah. foot higher than everybody else's ring. <laughs> they should have had you down there to stand beside Carly and have your guys side by side. I know. <laughs> but do you think your ring would be over her head? Oh, yeah. She's a full foot taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> so you, that's what I mean. Would you have to touch over her head? I think you might be right there. Yep. Yep. Mm. Um, <laughs> I still love what uh, Decca did for their virtual one where they just said, okay, stand against the wall, put a piece of tape over your head. Now you burpee and you touch the tape on the wall. Yeah. That was so simplistic and cool. And it worked really well. Was it what people would consider perfect burpee? Maybe not. But it was but standard. It was a good yeah. standard and it was measurable and it was easy and it, it worked really well. And the fact that you had to touch the wall in front of you kind of made you reach in forward in a bit. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty good. Um yeah, yeah. So bitching about judging is always it's always judging. Mm-hmm. But it's also programmed. Anyway, great games, super liked it. I was really impressed. Um, and like I said, I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I'm gonna reserve judgment for Rally in the Valley till I can get more. Mm-hmm. more content it's also like watching the grip games one especially with with that workout that you're talking about where they had to do burpees in between uh 400 meter runs they needed a volunteer for every single athlete to yeah. count their burpees so i mean it, we know how hard it is to get volunteers alone and then you're getting people that aren't that aren't afraid to use their voice if someone's doing something wrong like so you need like the numbers and you need confident people and like so I think sometimes they're like, if we can just get someone who can count, 
<laughs> yeah. Then, you know, it's hard to get volunteers. And I don't know what the community is like down there um, where the Grit Games was. It seems like a really good community. It's been there a while. And um, it's where actually Chris Rogowski got her start. Yeah. which is i was like okay so she's been on this obstacle course like also and you can see there are some things where she yeah. was like i know johnny, how to do this. johnny merez as well same deal like yeah you yeah. could tell the people who work out there and could like oh i know exactly where to put my hands for what they knew, yeah exactly they kind of knew some tricks around things but anyways i think sometimes with judging it's like if they can just get people let alone like having people who are confident to say no rap to you know the ryan tents of the world well and you think about it with the grit games too um the judges for that so when you get judges for a deck you're like okay well here's a free race so they're getting something right like a judge deck all the time here's a free race yeah the grit games people you're not most of them judges i do not think we're competing so they're just no. there for judging and i mean that's yeah. that those are really hard to get yeah so good for them i you know i thought i thought it was well done i i was very impressed i mm -hmm. found very little wrong with it and and i like to complain <laughs> they did they definitely picked uh events though that were they're very judge friendly yes and and i think that's key i think you have to you have to or you're going to screw yourself over yeah you know anyway um and with that is there anything else you want to run through or should we just get to our guest because i'm sure we're going to talk more there no yeah we'll talk about it with our guests i'm sure all right without further ado perfect all right yeah, so we got no Beth here. She had some family stuff to deal with. Uh, okay. But she says hi and congrats. Nice. So yeah, Austin Azar, Grit Games champion. Crazy, hey? You know, if Hunter, if Hunter wanted, he'd call it a world championship, you know. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So yeah, we'll, we'll just jump right in, dive in. So what made you decide to head down to Dallas? To, and was there, so was there prize money for this one? Uh, there was prize money, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. There was, there was an event that, well, they've been having it for, I think, six years now. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know about it until last year. And I saw the format, and I thought it looked really fun. Um, yeah. Just an event that I'd like to try. I'd never seen, you know, kind of layout like that four times during the day. It's kind of similar to Go Rock, but less military style. Yeah. Um, but really fun looking events. The strength event looked awesome. Um, just a giant circuit of heavy carries basically, which is, I thought kind of right up my alley. <laughs> um, I love that one. Uh, and yeah, just the overall layout looked really fun. And the only thing that didn't look very fun was the heat. Cause I knew oh. Texas in August, uh, especially Houston area. It's very humid. Um, ended up being hotter than usual. <laughs> it was like up to, I think, like 100 someone said 115 fahrenheit which is like 46 c yeah <laughs> was like you step into the sun there and even in the shade i would be i'd be sweating beads just standing still well i couldn't believe it. and i, I kind of laughed at first i'm like austin's actually racing in a shirt that doesn't happen that's bizarre i wasn't even sure you own shirts I and i was like just just crazy and then but obviously <laughs> were you were you keeping them drenched and soaked and yeah most people were going shirtless i did the first event shirtless and i felt pretty terrible yeah. at the end and so for the other events i threw on my shirt and had a had a little cooler with water and uh, ice in it and yeah before the event i put my shirt in the ice water uh, and then some other events like the endurance one where you're doing like a lap format um or the the second one the burpee 400 
uh, I'd like throw my hat in there, throw my shirt in there whenever I could, if I had time and then throw it back on and it would immediately, you'd feel better. It'd be instant relief from the heat. All right. All right. Well, I, I managed to watch it. I got caught up. It took me a while because there's a, a long time to get through, but let's for the people who maybe didn't get to see it, didn't watch it all, whatever. Let's just go through the events. Okay. So your first event was the strength yeah. event, right? Yeah. So strength event, it was a 20 minute, basically as far as you can go or, well, it's essentially like a, as many Man. rounds as possible. Yeah. AMRAP, yeah. There was a, a 400 meter run to start. And then you just start chipping away at reps between, um, they had, um, I forgot the exact order, but it was like a hundred pound sand ball, uh, over the shoulder. So you clean it from the ground over your shoulder, turn around, pick it up and go the other way. You do that 10 times. And then there was a, a pretty heavy hoist too, with like a thin rope. Yeah. Uh, yeah I saw that. that. That looked like a rock climbing rope. It, yeah, it was, it literally was like a 10 yeah. millimeter, uh, which like the weight wasn't that heavy, but it felt a lot heavier with that thin rope. At least it hurt your hands more. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and there was a farmer's carry a hundred meters, basically like around the obstacle course um, with 53 pounds. And those were kettlebells. And the first round was fine, but your hands get really sweaty and it starts getting, <laughs> getting tough. So I actually was picking up, the, the dirt there actually made like pretty good natural chalk. Uh, so I was constantly grabbing the dirt and using that because uh, chalk wasn't allowed at all for the competition. Um, but you basically had natural chalk there to use. Uh, so I was using that a lot. Then they had a bucket carry that was a legit heavy bucket carry. It was like, I think, 90 pounds. And you and had you to had hold it in front of it. Load it, yeah. So like the old Spartan races, I don't know when they stopped doing that back in like 2017, 2018, you can, you can carry it on your shoulder and they made it lighter too. Like the, the Spartan buckets are only, I don't know, 50 pounds maybe. Yeah. Uh, but this was like 90. Uh, and so even though it was flat, like a flat hundred meter uh, loop that we had to do, it was hard. Uh, it, it started to burn out your grip. And then there was a, a heavy sandbag carry that you had to do for that same loop, hundred meters around. Um, and that was like a hundred pounds, I think felt like and then they had what was the last thing the, oh, log, temp- flip. the log flip uh which was heavy too that was a good one i really liked it and it was kind of hard on some of them to get your get your grip you couldn't grab it right at the end because it was basically digging into the, the grass it was kind of an uneven surface um so you had to grab further forward and that made it pretty hard I think and so you place- loops of that repeating it chipping away as many reps as you could uh whoever won got the most reps so I remember seeing that the log flip thing. The last time I saw that was actually at a Northman race. They had oh, okay. They didn't Northman. have it this year at Northman race, but I, I no. think I saw that they had that before. Yeah, no, and it it wasn't as heavy as what I'm assuming you dealt with there, but but it was still cool. I always like that. I always I love the flips, tire flips, log flips, that stuff because it's so and everything you describe in that event, there's no form. There's no judging disaster. Yeah, it's just I it's mean just move it. It goes with the the name of the event. It's just that that's a gritty style of an event. You're just chipping away, you know, doing whatever you can to get the reps through. And the honestly, yeah, everyone's form was not pretty by the end. We were just all grinding it out. <laughs> so how did you do in that event? Where did you end up placing in that event? Um, I ended up in third. So Ryan Kent and Jared Newby were uh, both pretty close together. I think they ended up getting the same score. Um, Kent was a little bit ahead. And then, yeah. um, then I was in third, I ended up on, uh, the dead ball overs. Um, so like a station kind of behind Kent and newbie. 
when they finished. And then Dylan Moralia was there with me too on the, the dead ball um, over the shoulders. I mean, just those four names shows you what kind of field it was too. You know, like, yeah, there was some was deep, strong, fast yeah. dudes that showed up. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was a, that was an exciting one. There was, we, the heat that we got to go out with was, uh, it was pretty awesome having all those guys to push with. Yeah. So DJ was, was there too, not too far behind. Who's that? Sorry. Dude is, he's uh, DJ Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's was there too, not too far behind and he's put on some serious strength. That dude is strong now. He's deceptively, even when he didn't have the weight, right? He was deceptively strong then. Like, you know, and then he's, you know, yeah. he seems to be changing direction, right? He's changing focus. Yeah, starting to do some of the hybrid stuff too. He still threw down pretty good in Mexico though. Yeah, he won, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was just concrete, flat, fast course. I don't know if you were here for it and I talked about it before. It reminded me of Concrete Rush. I don't know if you were in Ontario at the time they had that, but it was... No, yeah. I don't know about that one. It was great. It was good. But, um, okay, so that was first event. Second event, then you guys went to... This was a, a real grind of an event. It was a, a Burpee 400. So mm -hmm. Yancey made this workout uh, like several years ago. It was kind of a benchmark workout for a lot of OCR athletes. But I'd heard about it, but I've never tried it myself. Um, it's basically you have eight rounds of three minutes. So every three minutes, you run a 400-meter loop um, around uh, this outdoor track they have. By the way, this is all in the sun, too. Like, there's yeah. no shade. This is all uh, – it was a – there was barely any cloud cover, a little bit of wind, which was nice, but it was really hot. And uh, so, yeah, you run 400 meters, and then with the amount of time you have left, you get as many burpees as you can. And then you repeat that eight times, and your score is the total number of burpees that you get. Um, so if you – if you run pretty quick, you know, you do your 490 seconds, then you have 90 seconds to do burpees, but uh, you might be more gassed from doing that kind of pace. So it's, it's a really hard thing to pace for. If you go too slow, you're not going to have enough time to do burpees. So uh, it, I wasn't sure exactly how to pace it, especially with the heat. Yeah. So kind of took it a little conservative at the start. And then because I I was pretty sure I was going to blow up. I mean, no matter what, it's going to feel like you're blowing up, but I think I paced it perfectly, to be honest, for, uh, I mean, I haven't been doing a ton of burpees, um, but I think, yeah, I was really happy with the score I got. I mean, Kent, I think he got like 215 reps, which was, yeah. in that heat is insanely impressive. If it was like perfect conditions, indoors, AC, I don't know if I could break 200. Like he got 250 out there and that's insane. But you could argue that was his demise. You know, you could have been too. That, Maybe he that, went that up to the edge on that it. too. Yeah. Yeah. I think because talking to him after he, I think he thought the scoring system, uh, if you, like based on how far you beat other people, you get more points for that. But it's basically, if you get first, you get the same amount of points, no matter how far ahead you are. Um. So yeah, he kind of, I think nobody else broke 200. <laughs> I would have liked the scoring system that he suggested. I, I, I like when they do that when, and it keeps you everybody oh, right? pushing, you know, I think, I think those yeah, are awesome. I, I like that more too. Yeah. That Jack Bauer percentage system with it. Yeah. We'll talk, we can talk about that after. So you did that. And the interesting thing about this that I've never seen any other place do, and cause there's always controversy with burpees and stuff like that. And this is one thing I'm going to hand it to the grip games. They, they, they put a lot of thought into this stuff is the way they set up the burpees for you guys. So maybe you can describe how they set, set up the, the rig. Yeah. So for the rig, they, this year they measured us basically, um, 
like fully extended arms all the way up. So they measured to your fingertips and they added, uh, I don't know, like six inches or so to, to put um, a, a ring basically directly above where you're going to do burpees. And so for each burpee, you had to go up and with both hands, uh, touch the ring for each rep. Um, if you kind of stumbled and only hit with one hand, it wouldn't count. You have to go with both hands and touch. Um, so for me, I could like, at first I was kind of going like a full jump, like my feet were leaving the ground and then I would hit, but then I found you can just kind of basically like go on your tiptoes and reach up and it was enough. And a lot of people were like barely, uh, jumping. So it wasn't like the ring distance they added could have been a little bit higher to make force or to force everyone to jump. But I mean, it was still hard no matter what. And, uh, on the way down, the thing that was different for the refs or the burpees, uh, was your chest didn't have to touch the ground. Um, and I think that's just because it'd be, it's always been pretty controversial with burpees, whether or not someone's chest has touched the ground. And it can be a hard thing to judge too, uh, especially like the judges were lined up facing towards us. So it can be hard to look and see if the chest is actually touching the ground. Yeah. Uh, so the ruling they did was that um, your hips basically just have to touch the ground. Uh, and it was a bit easier for them to see. It looked very funny though. If you're watching the live coverage, it's like just a bunch of people hip thrusting the ground for their burpees. <laughs> it it but, almost looked like wrestling sprawls. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I will say that it it was equally as exhausting as doing a regular burpee. Uh, it might not exhaust your chest as much, but uh, it was still exhausting. I don't think if I was doing, re even like right next to me, Jared Newby was basically doing full burpees and he wasn't going like we were going like the same pace still. Well, that's what I was thinking. If you're doing just hips, right, you're gonna, your pace is likely going to be quicker. So you're just you're going to get just as tired. And I never yeah. really care what the standard is, as long as everybody's is the same. Yeah, and it, exactly. it looked it looked like because when I first started watching, I was watching and you could see Kent and I don't know if you saw it into the stream, but you could see Kent. And he was right on the end. It's like he's not putting his chest to the ground. I'm like, oh, no. And I was thinking it's a judging nightmare. And then they said, oh, they only have to touch the hips. I'm like, oh, OK, some other people are just going further because yeah. that's what they're used to. And when I would have liked to maybe seen hand release burpees, which I always thought was kind of the answer to that. That would have been good. Yeah. yeah. I would have liked that. Yeah. Cause um, and honestly doing the, this hip thrust one, it kind of <laughs> jacks up your back. Like my back oh. was so sore after just doing that. Like you get more extension uh, from your low back doing this. Um, so I, I would have preferred the hand release one. So yeah, that, that is, that is a classic workout and it is great for OCR people. So how did we, how did you finish in that one? So I got 175 reps and that put me in fifth place for that right. event. For that event. And that, so, and I did, again, I, again, I'll give them props. They were updated the scoring system. They let us know where people were. It wasn't a mystery issues with go rock games with the way they do it. I don't like that style. I like, I like transparency. Um, yeah. Go rock games is very top secret. They didn't want to yeah. release any results. <laughs> it's some it's some cool stuff, but there's a lot of, I don't I, there's a lot of stuff that I could go on about there. But um, so then you guys went to probably like one of our favorite my favorites, and you you know you you were a platinum rig guy too. Oh yeah, the obstacle course. The obstacle course was very legit. That was I would say the hardest obstacle course I've ever done in OCR. Now and was it the hardest, or was it because you guys were also shredded? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get shredded till like that very last second when I fell in the okay. last rig. Um, my hands actually felt good until that point. Um, I just, I basically fell cause I got totally pumped out. It was my first time where my grip just got, um, yeah, my forearms basically just blew up. I had nothing left at the end and I hadn't, I don't know, maybe 
like when I first got into OCR was like the last time that I've ever felt that feeling. So it was actually fun to have that feeling again in a race. It's pretty intense. It's been a while since I've had that. Um, but yeah. And then also the, the office, like all the metal that was on the course was just piping hot. They actually had a, a guy with like a little water gun basically spraying down all of the metal to, to keep it cool. But then it's also more slippery too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it looked really cool, and I, I, it did. It reminded me of some of the the old platinum rig events where you'd go to, where they'd have like master of the rig competitions, and and like a couple times they had a little two hundred meter races and stuff like that. And I, I thought, to me, it looked like I looked like a blast. I was like, I would love to go and try that course. I would it like to do it so much fun. I'd like to do and, it on like a seventeen degree day. But oh yeah, me too. <laughs> but, it's pretty tough when there's like the the twister obstacle they had with the they had a really tough version of twister, but um, the like that thin black metal that they had just got piping hot. Like as soon as you grabbed onto that, it was painful. Well, they, and the thing too, I noticed about that one too, is like, if you go on a twister, a Spartan, it probably is, I'm going to say as it rotates around, it probably goes about an eighth of a circle every time, you know, yeah. whereas this, this one had, one, I think like quarters. Yeah. This was quartered up, which is a big difference. I mean, that makes it a oh, lot yeah. more difficult. That, you know, and it was a good long extended one and obviously piping hot. And yeah, Twister is a hand shredder at the best of times. Did you think they should have let you guys wear gloves? Um, Probably would have been a good idea for that. Yeah, I would have because everyone. Yeah, pretty much everyone was getting shredded up. Um, Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm not, I've never actually used gloves for OCR, mm -hmm. so I'm not sure what to say. Like, if, are there some gloves out there that are just ridiculously unfair to use? Like you're basically not going to fall from anything. Then I don't know. So maybe I'd be more opposed to that. Cause, um, well, yeah, I don't know. I've never actually used gloves for OCR, so I don't know. So I've used, I've used a lot of gloves and tested a lot of stuff. And on a course like that, yeah, you could use like wide receiver gloves and they would have given you good grip on a few things. But the reality yeah. is they also get in the way sometimes. So even when they're causing a benefit, they can cause uh, a detriment. For example, you know, when you're swinging on monkey bars, you're taking big, long swings, your hands rotating on the bar. Well, when you put a sticky wide receiver gloves on, your hand doesn't rotate. It just mm. bites. So it changes the style. You have to do things. But for me, I was just like, there were so many really good obstacle athletes there that I would love to see legitimately race that course. And yeah, kind of didn't get to do that because everybody was just playing it to let's not shred my hands. It would have so. been good to put that maybe like very first thing of the day when it's still cool out or make mm. it the finale. Uh, is the finale? I'm not sure. I really like that last man standing format. Me too. Uh, but yeah, basically, as soon as you do it after 8 a.m., chances of everyone peeling their hands is, is yeah. pretty high. Yeah. So anyway, but it was a good course and you were one of, I think, three guys that finish it. Yeah. Three guys finished. Apparently um, I knew after I, I was like the fourth set of people to go mm -hmm. um, they released in, uh, two people at a time after seeing the first few people go and VJ and Kent were right before me and uh, nobody had made it to the course that far. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be a completion thing, not like pushing for time. So uh, if you're watching me and Jared go, we kind of, we were taking it pretty easy at the start knowing it is going to be a, more of a completion thing than really pushing the pace. Did you find, so I know you've probably done Gibbons before, and I mean, I got a Gibbons at home. Mine swings freely. Did you find the stationary one easier or harder? This was actually only my second time doing Gibbons. 
Okay. Uh, and the first time I can't was OCR Worlds a swinging one? I can't remember. No. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, swing okay. Swing. Yeah, this was stationary. I think this was easier. Oh. Uh, to be honest, I mean, if you definitely if you miss, it's easier to to go back again. Yeah, because it's not um, spinning missed, around. Missed one and then swung back and, and got it. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel too bad. I mean, it was a nice. It wasn't. I think OCR Worlds had a metal dowel that you're using. Um, mm, I don't know. I don't or maybe it was it still wood. I can't remember. I think but, still work, but um, th at least this one felt easy to grip. That's um, good. Comparatively, yeah. Because I remember OCR Worlds. I think I failed it once. Um, just like slipped and couldn't hang on with the one arm. Um, so this one, I mean, I when I missed, it was still easy to swing back and get it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good obstacle. I like it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very creative. It's, it's, I, I always like it. I say, I got it in the garage. I play with it a lot. It, it teaches. And for those who don't get a given, get a given because it, it really cranks up the forearms and teaches you how to lock that wrist in place. Oh, and yeah. it works that grip as opposed to, it's just like going on, a, on spinning monkey bars. It's the exact same concept because yeah. you can't just rely on friction of your hand on the dowel because it rolls. So you're not actually dealing with a friction grip. You're dealing with muscle grip. So yeah, absolutely. Just to go grip geeky on you for a sec. <laughs> That's awesome. You have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, you come check out the garage one day. We'll have fun. One um, day. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Um. So you went from there. You came, I, I believe you came third for the men there, right? Uh. Yeah. Third. So I was one of three people that finished the course, but I that that second last rig that was basically getting everyone and pretty much everyone was tearing their hands on it. Um, I got through that point and me and Jared were basically like neck and neck throughout the entire course, which was yeah. awesome. It was really fun going through the course with him. And we got to that, uh, that last rig and he jumped on like right away. I took like a second to put dirt on my hands and I was going to rest and shake it out. But then I just saw him charging for us. So I was like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to jump on too and go for it. <laughs> Even though my forearms were a little, little bit tired and I felt fine until the, and I was kind of going slow too. I should have went kind of more bent arm and go faster. I was kind of going straight arm and like going controlled and it burns out your grip more. And the cargo net was getting a lot of people because it, when you grab it, it was this thin, pretty abrasive rope that yeah. you grab it and you drop like over a foot down. Uh, and that was surprising a lot of people and caught me off guard too. Uh, and like, as soon as I got past that, I got to the, there was like a two by six at the end that was slanted. And you'd think a two by six is really easy to grab. Mm. Well, normally it is and i got there and i just had nothing left in my forearms i think in the video you probably saw me try to i tried to take like one big swing and was about to do like a giant lachet like six feet above the belt to uh, go down and whack <laughs> the belt uh, but on my back swing my uh, my arm just gave out and i, I oh. fell down and, and then i took like a solid i think i had that was like three minutes into the obstacle course and i took like three minutes to recompose myself my hand was all cut and there was some the guy who was spraying water on the obstacles i went over and i was like hey can you wash my hand off <laughs> so i had him had him wash away all the blood got a bunch of fresh dirt from the ground and then uh went for it again and got it so mm -hmm. i finished like just before the time cap uh like six or just under seven yeah. minutes they were talking about that in the broadcast saying austin's austin's magic water he sprayed on his hands to get through the through the event there it's like yeah, maybe they had something special in that water. Yeah, yeah, something special in the Texas water. So, yeah, I, I mean that was great. Now, if I'm not mistaken, at that point, that ended up putting you into the overall lead. It did, yeah. After that, because um, I think the I was in third before that behind uh, DJ Kent, and then maybe Dylan Morale, I think might have been ahead of me too. And then, yeah, after that, I ended up 
being in first because both VJ and Kent um, didn't make it through that rig. Yeah. And then um, didn't try it again either. They just, well, they're, I can't, I don't know if you saw Kent's hands, but yeah. his hands were really mangled, uh, beat up really bad. And yeah, so after they, they tore up their hands on that, they just went to the finish. So one thing I did notice about the rig too, and, and this is not a surprise whatsoever, hometown boys did very well. Oh yeah. Johnny cruised through it. And then yeah. I think, uh, who's the other guy that got through it? Ethan Brown, maybe? Was I don't know if he's local to there. No, no, he's a good obstacle guy, but I thought it was another hometown guy that did pretty well. It, but yeah, it might have been. But yeah, um, but yeah, they, they cruised through it really fast in like three minutes something. Yeah, yeah. When you and same with Chris on the women's side. When you when you've been there and you've seen what they got and you got to play on it. Even I mean, you've been in enough obstacle competitions, and I don't know if you dabbled in the ninja stuff a lot or not of it, but just getting your hand, just getting your hand on something and feeling it for the first time, how the grip feels, how everything feels, it's such an advantage. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then also just being used to the Texas heat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so we went from that to the last man standing event. And this was a cool event. This was a really cool one. Um, they kind of changed up what it was going to be like. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, I think there was going to be obstacles throughout. And then it was going to be basically every lap you go, they're going to eliminate one person at a time and then we just keep going until there's only one person left mm. um but the way they did it was there was fixed time intervals you could run whatever pace you wanted to as long as you were back within the the time limit and then um after that you'd have there's either a 30 second dead hang you do or a 30 second uh sand ball over the head hold uh, and then you go back out for your next loop and um yeah so some people were you know going pretty fast they would have like 30 40 seconds to recover but i was trying to kind of go as slow as i possibly could and still have like a tiny bit of recovery when you're there um and yeah it started off with eight rounds where the the run is about 800 meters or so on grass like tiny little hills but not it was very flat overall um you had four minutes to do those intervals uh, so it's pretty comfortable pace but like running at all basically in that temperature is uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> even just standing outside was uncomfortable for me um so yeah the first eight rounds most people made it through those first eight rounds but then after that the they started taking the four minute intervals and cutting it down by 10 seconds each round um and yeah so the pace you could feel a substantial increase in the pace each time after that and it got it got real hard real quick now you got uh, down you got down to having three minutes essentially so they went all the way down from four minute intervals to three minutes yeah and then, and then they stopped there did you guys know that they were going to cap it there or did you keep think they were going to keep cutting it down no i think so apparently they only had so much room on the score sheet that um basically at three minutes after that they maybe they just didn't expect us to go that long or yeah um, but they didn't have any room on the score sheet left so then after that we finished our uh 310 lap or whatever and then uh on our way out we didn't know until this point but on our way out he's like okay after the this next three minute lap it's basically who can dead hang the longest is gonna win yeah. <laughs> so at this point i was i was dying pretty hard from the run but i was like okay i just gotta like give it everything i have left if i make it in for this round i know i'm gonna be in good contention to, to out hang everyone that's gonna gonna be there i think there was five of us left at this point um and yeah, I just, I barely hung on for that last, uh, the last two laps made it onto the, like basically like ran in, jumped on the bar and started hanging. Um, okay. 
And that dead hang competition didn't go very long. Now, normally you think that no. competition was I mean, it, it felt long, and it was probably only like, I think it was only like 40 seconds or something like yeah. that. Um, VJ jumped on and like immediately fell uh, and yeah. said he was basically blacked out and was seeing stars. Yeah. Um, just the heat. Yeah. I mean, I, I jumped on and I'm pretty comfortable just in a hanging position for the most part. So I was able to recover and started feeling better. Um, but I don't know how long I would have actually been able to hang there. Um, Thankfully, you did did go hot dogging at the end and pull the pull up off. Yeah, I was. I think I was just overall so surprised that I like immediately kicked in that holy crap, I actually won. (laughs) And then it was just immediate, like, I don't know, I don't know where that came from, but decided to celebrate and do a quick pull up before I collapsed to the ground. So, all in all, it like it looked like a great event, it did look like it was worth the trip, and that's that's awesome. Um, very impressed with the way they put it together. I assume you're going back next year. Is the plan? I I guess I got to go back to defend the uh, title now. Absolutely. And you know, is the only <laughs> I hope it's a little bit less hot, but we'll see. And and is the only non-American in the field, and you went down there and showed them what's what. That's right. I mean, hopefully, we can get some more Canadians to go down there next time. We should have a big ice tub with a Canadian flag sticking out of it, and then we can all jump in the ice tub between events. All right. So if you're bringing down anybody from up here, who are you taking? Who you get? Uh, there's people who already want to go, but uh, or I was just talking to Matthew McLean. I want him to come. Oh down. yeah, 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 yeah. He's from Edmonton, which is kind of my. I grew up near there. Yeah. Uh, he's been doing uh, very well on the deck. Like Jesse Bruce would do awesome in this. I think. Yeah. Um, basically, anyone who's done some hybrid or into that would would do I well thought, in this. I think again, I I always go to Sam. I think Sam would be really good at something. Hundred like percent. Sam would do really good at this. He would uh, like also, of course, be no problem for him. Yeah. Um. He's awesome at all the strength stuff, the and burpees too. Yeah, he would do amazing at this one. Yeah. Um, I want to get uh Ben Boucher. Um, he hasn't really raced in a while, but this is something that's right up his alley. Same with Goro games, he would do really well at that. Well, Ben Boucher, he's got that military background too, but isn't he like in hiding? Like, cause we haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a long time. He was gonna race in uh in Tom Dong last year, but he injured himself like jumping into oh. a pool right before the race. Trying to do a what? <laughs> He, I guess he jumped into a pool, but slipped oh. and like, hit his hips. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully we see him again soon because he's a monster. Yeah, I, yeah, I would. He, he was, you know, he was so dominant at the beginning of Canadian Spartan, right? Like he was just untouchable for the longest time, and and then I, I'm assuming it was because of his career kind of just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, he's been out of the country a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, but hopefully one day we'll get him back on the course and get to see what it's like. So you've like jumped in a lot of these, right? You've gotten like full hybrid. I know you're still doing, um, you know, you went down for the Spartan 3K. You did really well there and shredded your back and <laughs> all that stuff. But um, you kind of gone more in the hybrid. So what's yeah. what's coming up for you? Like you really seem to excel at these, um, let's call them multi-event hybrid competitions. It really d- seems to kind of be your cup of tea. Is there any more on the horizon that you got lined up? Um, if there's any... Other events similar to this, I might jump in and do them. I mean, after doing Go Rock Games last year, I decided, like, yeah, I really love this this style of competition and racing. Uh, and then, you know, found out about Grit Games shortly after and uh, decided to jump in and try that out this year. Um, but I don't really know what other type of events are out there that are similar to these. So if there's something exciting like that that uh, I find, I'm, I might jump in and try it. But right now, I'm, I'm not signed up for anything right now. I, I think I'm going to do 
looks like I'm going to be traveling to Europe for work in September. So um, there's a couple of high rocks there that I'll probably jump into one of them. Oh, well, that'd be cool. That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. We'll what do you think? The... What do you think about the qualifying system this year? Uh, I can't remember exactly how it works, but you have to like get into uh, one of the you majors. Race, yeah, you got to go one of the majors and you got to race your way in from the majors. But you still have to have a qualifying time to race in a major. Okay. So I know the one of the majors in North America is Chicago, I think, in November. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, my plan is just put up as good of a time as I can in Europe. And then if I get into Chicago, great. Then I might go do that. Well, and yeah, and then there's another major as well in DC. And that's later. Oh, okay. So you'll get two in North and two in America, right? You got the one in Chicago and then one in DC later on. All right. Well, High Rocks, if you're listening to this, come to Canada and put up an event so we can we can all qualify and go. <laughs> we're working on it. We're working on it. We're, we're, we're pushing them and pushing them. And we always yeah. put it out there, but the more and more it helps. Yeah. I mean, you and Jesse, <laughs> you and Jesse have both been throwing in some good times and, and getting better each time. So it's good to see. Um, definitely. And then I saw you did some, you did a DECA while you were down in Dallas did, or in Texas, didn't you? I did the day before Great Games. Um, yeah, because that was, was wise. In, in Houston. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was my probably my only chance for the rest of the year to to do a DECA, I think. So I'm, <laughs> it was I didn't realize it was there until after I signed up for Grid Games, but I was like, oh, okay, I can I can make it to this on Saturday. So I jumped in and did it. How'd you do? It was your t- you was just a DECA strong, was, right? DECA strong, yeah. So I had done it was my first official DECA, but I did like a simulation. Me and Sam went through and did one together, mm-hmm. um, and. But I did a lot better in this one. It was a really good setup. Like everything was pretty compact. Uh, and I ended up with 1151. And so that puts me, I think, like tied for seventh or something like that. So, so was it a trip to Texas in December? Uh, if I mean, there's still like a month left for people to, to beat my time. But if I'm still top 20, then maybe I'm going to Worlds. I would say at sub 12, you're, you're going to be okay. You think so? Okay. The, the, the reality of it is, is last year, a lot of people kind of got bumped near the end, but there wasn't near as many events. At this point, most of the people, especially the really high end good people who are were going to do a strong have done it. They've had their Yeah, shots. just for the leaderboard, it looks like all the top people are mostly there yeah. already. Because there's so many of them that they everybody's had their chance. With the fit, yeah. it's a little bit different, right? There's not as many of those. So that last one in Orlando could have some serious ramifications. But I think That's if you're true. in right there's now, there's a lot of people that are in the like just above 12 minute mark. There's a yeah. lot of people in that range, and I don't know how many of them are, you know, going to go for a second shot to to break 12. Yeah, and how many can? <laughs> it's like 12. Yeah, sub 12 sure. is is cooking. It's fast. Yeah, that was after the assault bike. I was in a lot of pain. That's for sure. Oh, uh, did did anybody get it on video? Uh, I don't, well, Luke, who was uh running. He runs the road show out there. Yep. Um, and, and I saw him taking a video at some point. Um, but All right, yeah, you got to get the video. So the you got to see the splits, man. Go see what you I know. I, I didn't have my watch. I wanted to you know, take a lap time between each each station. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what my splits are. Yeah. Other than the machines where I could actually see the pace. Yeah. Well, I'm curious. How do, how do, how do you figure you did on the machines? Uh, so the row, I think I was like 136, 137. Now that's cooking uh, for 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 an opening. Honestly, that's pretty fast. Okay, yeah. I mean, after it, it felt fast because when I got into the box overs, I was like, Ooh, "My legs are feeling pretty yeah. pretty tired already." Um, 
then the skier was like 146, 147 around mm-hmm. there. Yep. Uh, and the salt bike was like right around a minute, maybe like 101, 102. Nice. And then the rest, I was like near blackout. Trying to how, how'd you those feel burp- about- those burpees at the end were tough. Oh, how do you feel? How do you feel about the tank? Is that the first time you ever used one of the tanks, or did Sam set up have a tank too? Uh, no, he had a tank, but we had his tank set up like on the driveway. Uh, okay, it was kind of like on a slant, so it was kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> no, it felt exactly like like his, except the straps were a little bit different. It wasn't like a TRX strap that okay. like Sam basically had a TRX thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. No, it's yeah. My my first thought is just and just for people that I've seen, your row was a little too fast. If you had saved a little time on the rower, you probably would have been quicker overall. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a cook and row. Like that is, that's a really fast row for compared. And I'm comparing it to the other high end elites. Oh, okay. So. Too much excitement at the start. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome, man. That's great. So yeah, well now you've given me a new hobby, so I'm going to find you more, you know, multi-event hybrid competitions to go to. Yeah. Keep an eye out. To, are you going to go down to uh, uh Deco worlds in December? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm qualified right now for age group for the strong, and nice. then Bethany and I are sitting fourth for the mile relay for coed. So nice. We're sitting pretty good for that, and uh, I'm going to we're going to Pennsylvania next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the weekend okay, after. Yeah, yeah. To um, I'm hopefully me and Jeff we're gonna go and try to put in a a fit time. Hopefully, to get a relay time in for that. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. That's awesome yeah yeah it's been good fun it's been great and yeah we'll see what else comes up but that's good all right man well that's awesome it's great to have you out there representing us and it's good to finally see people finding out who you are in the states and actually you know seeing you compete seeing you know that you're you're not just some strange canadian running in the mountains up here (laughs) yeah i mean i was just happy to uh survive the texas heat down there as the only canadian i was definitely something that been worried about and honestly i've I've shied away from really hot races in the past. And I decided like I've actually never put in the work to be heat adapted. I've always just been kind of comfortable in the cold and like, yeah, I've been running the cold all day, but um, this is my first time actually going and like running on purpose in the heat of day and doing some heat training. Uh, so it's cool to see that. Yeah. You're just, you can adapt your body to different types of scenarios like that. It's like, I, mean, I just kind of ruled myself out as not naturally good at it, but you just got to work at it. There you go. So people in the States, in the South, be afraid. Austin's getting better in the heat. You're all screwed now. And maybe we're going to get more Canadians to go down next year. That's right. Yeah, we're right. coming. All right, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate right. it. Hey, and um, can't wait to see you out on the next race. Yeah, take care. Good luck in Pennsylvania coming up.